Thank you for that song, ladies. It's good to be here tonight. I'm nervous. Um, I don't really uh, understand why. I think I understand why now I was asked to do this. Uh, this is payback. Is that what this is? Okay. I got it now. I kept thinking, why in the world? And, and I understand now uh, what the situation is. This is definitely payback. Uh, but I am thankful for the opportunity. I love to preach. That's what God called me to do. And I just don't know if I like preaching to preachers or not. Um, <laughs> Especially those that already know everything. <laughs> or at least feel like they. <laughs> Amen. It is great. Thank you, Brother Johnson, for the opportunity, the nice room, and the gifts, and uh, y'all are a blessing. We walked in the motel room, and there was a piece of paper on the toilet seat that said, For your protection. I thought, Man, y'all think of everything. <laughs> you know? I mean, I thought, That is so nice. And, we hung it on the door. Nobody bothered us this afternoon. Hung it on the mirror of the car. Had a safe trip over. My wife's wearing it right now. And everything is just great. So y'all, y'all think of everything, and so thankful for that. But I, I do appreciate the Johnsons. Thankful the Lord brought him into our area, and he's doing a great work here. And thankful for that. And this is a good family, and so I appreciate the opportunity. And I'm glad to be here. We drove in today from El Dorado, Arkansas. Uh, straight here to the, we came within 20 minutes of the ranch, but we didn't get to stop, and so I uh, don't get to stop there much. August 29th, I resigned as pastor and director of the ministry there at Calvary, and uh, started on the road traveling for the ministry, representing the ministry, and we've been busy on the road, and we're thankful for that. And uh, I got a, my wife with me, and she travels with me. I'm thankful for that. 30 wonderful years of marriage, and we've been married 40, but we've had 30 wonderful years <laughs> of marriage, and it's <laughs> we've had 40 wonderful years of marriage. So, uh, I know, Brother Carter, I know the look. When you, when you get the look, you fix that thing you just said. And so I got the look. But it's good to be here and uh, excited about it. And even though it's a, it's a room full of pastors, and I know there's some church folks here from here and different places, but a room full of pastors, you think, what in the world could I preach to pastors? And then you see Brother Copes walk in. I'm thinking, preach on sin. You know, I mean, that would, that would fit, you know. And so uh, I want to try to do that, and I, I don't want to try to direct it right at you, but I mean, if the shoe fits, wear it, amen? And so Nehemiah chapter 1 tonight, Nehemiah chapter 1, I, I appreciate Brother Johnson's uh, theme and the direction God gave him for the uh, meeting and even the kind of assignments that he gave us or asked us to preach along a certain line if the Lord would allow, and and the uh, Lord has, has, I think, given me the message he wants me to preach tonight. It may not be what you want to hear. It may not be what you came for. But I'm going to preach what God told me to preach. And at the end of it, uh, it's just one shot. I'm out of here. And so uh, you won't have to worry about it. I, don't, I heard a preacher say the other day in a conference, he said, Bless God, I'm not preaching for meetings. Well, I am. And so <laughs> I'm trying to please everyone so we can, you know, I, I have my calendar book with me if you, uh, you know, so. But anyway, you hear a lot of things from the pulpit sometimes, don't you? You're going to hear a lot of things tonight. You'll hear a lot of strange things tonight. You'll hear some things you'll want to remember. You'll hear some things you want to forget. And so, amen. Well, I'm thankful for this opportunity. But we're living in a strange day, aren't we? In a strange day. And, and I, don't want to, I don't want to be guilty of giving the strange group too much airtime. I'm thankful. I, I know there's some going going a bad direction and going down a wrong road, and uh, I know I know there's some doing that. But there's still a lot of preachers still holding the line, 
still preaching it straight. Uh, we still have this, and this hasn't changed. This hasn't changed. We still have this. There's a lot of changing going on, but it's not in here. This is not changing. Uh, I've heard preachers say, when this Bible changes, I'll change. Well, we don't have to worry about that. That's not going to take place. But um, in, in a world that there's a lot of things going on that, that um, some of our um, heroes of the faith that have gone on to heaven would just turn over in their grave if they knew everything that was going on. Um, we can still toe the mark. We can still believe this book. We can still preach this book. And uh, I'm thankful we have that opportunity. Nehemiah chapter 1. I want to read uh, quite a bit of scripture tonight. I hope that's okay. I hope that doesn't bother you. The scripture has a lot better things to say than I do. So we'll read a lot of scripture tonight. And uh, now when we get to some of these names in here that I'm going to read, I'm going to say them like I know how they're pronounced. But you don't know either. Huh? Brother uh, Ken Hogan is out of our church there at Calvary, and he just got back from a trip to Israel. And he was sitting at lunch the other day, and he was saying, you know, after my trip to Israel, I learned that we pronounce a lot of the words in the Bible wrong. I said, who'd you hear that from? The people in Israel. I said, you think they know exactly how it's pronounced? <laughs> I mean, just because you live somewhere don't mean you know everything about it. And so I don't know that they know either, but, but we'll, get the, we'll get the message anyway, whether we get the names right or not. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and it came to pass in the month Chislu, in the 20th year that I was in Shushan, the palace, then Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he came, he and certain of the men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Isn't that, isn't that something there? I, I, I love that verse. He said, when I learned of the distress, I learned of the mess that was going on. I learned of all the things that happened. He said this. He said, I wept. I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Wish he'd have had the option to post. Uh -huh. He could have got the word out about all the stuff that was going on. And everybody, you know what he did? He just took it to the Lord. And I think you made reference to that a while ago. I think, I think you dodged it a little bit. And we, we'd have a tendency to do that. I think we'd do a lot better just to take some things to the Lord. Quit worrying about what we say is not going to matter a whole lot. We just need to go on and do what God's called us to do. Preach it the way. Can I go on record tonight to say I'm not recovering from nothing? Can I just go on record? And if that bothers you, you may want to go on and get something to drink right now. I, I am rejoicing in the life that I lived. In the, I, had a, I had a dad who was, was firm. I had a dad who was strong. I had a preacher who my dad was my pastor. I had a preacher who preached the book straight, Amen. told me no a lot, yeah. told me I couldn't do that a lot, and we don't do that a lot, and it didn't hurt me. Right. I'm, still, I'm still loving serving the Lord. I'm still loving living for the Lord, and I'm still loving doing what the Bible says to yes, do. But instead of giving them airtime, how about we just give it to the Lord and let the Lord take care of it? He'll do a lot better job than we will. I've taken some things into my own hands a few times. 
I've handled some things myself a few times and sure made a mess of it. And it just works out better if you take it to the Lord. That's what Nehemiah said he did. He learned of the affliction. He learned of the reproach. He learned of the walls being broken down. And he said, I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Just took it to the Lord. And said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth, uh, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee, and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word of thy commandments, uh, thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress... I will scatter you abroad among the nations. Isn't it amazing how Nehemiah is praying for those who have gone a wrong direction, those who have done wrong things? Yeah. But he, he does it in a way, we have sinned. Yeah. Right. We have sinned. Well, I think we, we, we struggle with that sometimes. As a preacher, if we're not careful, will you need to, or you shouldn't, or you should, when it ought to be we we we're, we're, we all have our own problems, right? But if you turn unto me and keep my commandment and do them, uh, though there were of you cast out into the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence, and I will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by, the, by thy great power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let not thine ear... Let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy uh, servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant, this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. Now, and it came to pass in the, in the month Nisan, in the 20th year of our taxers, the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now, I had not been before time sad in his presence, Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing that thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid, and said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad, when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste? The gates thereof are consumed with fire. Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make requests? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulcher, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him. I'm not really sure what that meant. It was just a good announcement that the queen was there too. For how long shall thy journey be? And when wilt thou return? So it pleased the king to send me. And I set him a time. Moreover, I said unto the king, If it please the king, let letter, letters be given uh, to the governors beyond the river, that they may convey uh, me over till I come to Judah, come into Judah, and a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he might give me timber to make beams for the gates uh, of the palace, which appertaineth to the house, and for uh, the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters 
Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. When Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Amorite, heard it, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was, a, there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Isn't it amazing how when we're trying to do the work of God so many times, even the brethren, even the brethren can be a problem. Do you remember when David, when David went to fight Goliath? Do you understand Goliath was not his biggest obstacle? He had more discouragement from the brethren, his brethren. Goliath wasn't a problem. God could handle that. The discouragement didn't come from Goliath. The discouragement came from his brethren. And so many times that's where it comes from. It comes from the brethren. Even in this story right here, we find where it comes from the brethren. Verse 11, so I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. And I arose in the night, I and some few men with me, neither told I any man what God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, neither was there any beast with me, uh, save the beast that I rode upon. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well and to the dung port, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. Then I went out to the gate of the fountain and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Then I went up in the I went up in the night by the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley and so returned. And the rulers knew not whether I went or what I did. Neither had I as yet told it to to the Jews, nor to the priest, nor to the nobles, nor to the rulers, nor to the rest that did the work. Then said I unto them, You see the distress that we are in? I'll ask you tonight, do you see the distress that we're in? Do, do, you, do you see the distress that we're in? Do you see the distress that our country's in? Do you see the distress that some of our churches are in? Do you, do you see it? He said, do you see the distress that we're in? How Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, and also the king's word, that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. You know what he did? He told them how God had blessed him. He told them how he had gone to the king and how the Lord had blessed there. And he told them about all the lumber that he was given to rebuild the walls and all the things and all the help that he had and all the good things that were going on. They saw the excitement in Nehemiah and they said, let's rise up and build. You know, I think a lot of times there's not a lot of people wanting to get on board with what we've got going because we're not very excited about it. I think if we'd get excited about it, I think more people would get on board. He said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. They said, let's get after it. But when Samballot, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant, the Ammonite, and Geshem, the Arabian, heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing that ye do? Will you rebel against the king? Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore his servants will rise up and build, but ye have no portion, no right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. Boy, I, I love Nehemiah. I love to study Nehemiah and the word of God. I love to read about Nehemiah because he just it, it doesn't talk about how he had anybody to help him. But he saw a need. He saw distress. He saw a need. He saw something that needed to be done, and he didn't let opposition, stopping from doing it. I'm telling you, sometimes, and I understand we're human, but sometimes we're too sensitive to what we hear. We're too sensitive to the criticism. 
We're too sensitive to that. And it keeps us from doing what God wants us to do. I am an old path Christian. I still believe in the old path. I still believe in, I still believe in doing what this Bible says. And the fundamentals of our faith are being attacked today. They're being attacked, and we're just sitting back not doing anything about it. Somebody needs to do something. Somebody needs to step up. I think Nehemiah was looking at the walls, and he went around and looked at everything, and he thought, what in the world? Somebody needs to do something about this. Somebody needs to take care of this. And I like it because when he decided to do something, and the Lord blessed him, and the Lord provided the way for him to do it, people got on board. People got on board. And people get on board. Listen, there's still a good, I understand things are going in a bad direction in some, with some people and in some places, but there's still a good element of men that want to live for God and serve God and stick with the old paths. And do, I, I didn't know I was one of the old guys. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I don't feel like, I didn't feel like one until tonight, but I'm kind of starting to feel that way now. But I think of, I think of those, I think of those that have gone on that we used to have. And you know, now they're the ones that get mocked, criticized. Yeah, you remember old brother. Boy, he preached it straight, didn't he? Probably too straight. Did he? Did he? Was it too straight? Or was it Bible? Hmm? Well, I'm glad he's gone. I'll tell you, he was a mess, wasn't he? Was he a mess or did he preach the Bible? I think, I think some of the criticism comes because we've had some pass off the scene that were straight Bible preachers. And we've got to where now we can preach it anyway. We just preach it for the crowd, however it needs to go. We can make it go that way. We can do it that way. This is one straight book right here. This is one straight book. Nehemiah looks at the situation and he says, these walls are falling down. We're a reproach. And I'm telling you, as independent Baptists, we're becoming a reproach because of the way things are going and the direction some are going. We're be I'm not, I'm not going to go that direction. I'm not going to go that direction. You're not going to be very popular. I'm used to that. I'm used to that. That does not bother me. Does, I'm, not, I'm not worried. Listen, and you should probably say, I understand that. I, I believe that. I'm not worried about popularity here. I want to know that he's pleased. And when he's pleased with what I'm doing and he's pleased with my life, the ones that matter will be pleased. The ones that matter. And if they don't like the direction that I'm going, but I'm going the way the Bible tells me to go, yep. then they don't matter. Amen. Then they don't matter. But we got to be careful because I'm telling you, sometimes we spend all our time talking about those that are going a bad direction. We spend all our time, we give them way too much airtime when we need to realize there's still some that are still preaching the book. Still, that's what's going to help people. We are here to reach people, right? That is why we're here. I think some are here to combat the idiots. But if you're not careful, you'll spend all your time in that, and we won't do what we're here for. Nehemiah said, the walls, they're down. The gates are down. They're burned with fire. We, become a, we need to fix that. We need to fix that. And so he did. He went out and got some people together. He got the, the lumber and stuff together to do it. But I love, I love the verses. I love this, how Nehemiah took it upon himself. And a group got in behind him, and they strengthened their hands for the work. And they got in there to get the work done. And then they started the work. I love chapter 3. I love chapter 3. All the way through chapter 3, it talks about what they did. 
Uh, verse 1, Then Elisha, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priests, and they builded the sheep gate. They sanctified it. I mean, everybody had a job. Everybody had something to do. But I went down through his, I was reading these verses. You can re, I won't read them all for sake of time. For sake of time. Now I know what time it is. I've already been told. Somebody told me there's a basketball game tonight. Well, lollipop. Huh? Isn't, isn't there something after the service tonight? Dessert fellowship. Let me just tell you right now. I, I start to say I don't even know who's playing. I know who's playing. I know who's playing. But let me tell you something. That dessert fellowship is going to do a whole lot more for me than the winner of that ball game. Win or lose, whoever, if your team wins or loses tonight, won't you just do the same thing tomorrow you would normally do and it really won't change your day? And I'm not against that kind of stuff, but I am against it when it comes more important than the things of God. Okay, I'm not, if OU was playing now, I would not be here tonight. But, uh, we, hey, we made it to the NIT and lost. <laughs> so, amen. But, but the dessert fellowship. I mean, you said that tonight at supper. When the waitress come by and said, y'all want any dessert? I was thinking I might. He goes, oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking, oh, I guess I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't have had dessert anyway. But he said, we're having a dessert fellowship tonight. I love fellowship. But you put dessert in front of it, and that's a great fellowship. So, so I'm really going to hurry. I'm going to try to preach a short message. I've tried it before. It's never worked, but I'm really going to try it. And some of you sitting right in here, you don't need to say nothing. These are former church members. <laughs> Sounds good to be able to say that. I'll tell you right now. Say, how, how, is, how is it not to be pastoring Brother J.R.? Well, look. Look at that. Huh? No stress. My hair's coming back. I mean, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Brother Cameron's hair is going away already in six months. I love chapter three. They all start getting involved. They all start getting involved. They all had their place. They builded the sheep gate. And in verse 2, and next to him builded the men of Jericho. And next to them builded Zakur. Look on down. Look at verse, look at verse 4. I like this. And next unto them repaired Merrimuth. Look in the middle of that verse. And next unto them repaired. And next unto them repaired. Verse 5, and next unto them the Tekanites repaired. Moreover, the old gate repaired. You know what I don't find? I don't find where they built something new. They repaired. They repaired. I understand there's some things that are broken down. And a lot of that's our fault. Because we didn't stand like we should. But it's not time to come up with something new. They didn't build a new wall. They repaired the old wall. Would it be safe to say there was nothing wrong with the construction of the wall? It was more the maintenance of the wall that caused the problem. Can you imagine in a wall like that, vines would grow up in there? Uh, you know what you do when you see grass growing up in your driveway, your concrete driveway, or your asphalt parking lot. You get rid of it because you know grass is going to cause it just to... And maybe some vines, Paul, maybe some vines grew up in the wall, and as the vines grew... The walls begin to separate. You know, they make stuff to stop that. Maintenance could have been the problem. I mean, on down through as you read, repaired, 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 repaired. I, I, I'm concerned about verse 14. 
But the dung gate repaired Malchiah. And I thought, I wonder what he did wrong. <laughs> I wonder why Nehemiah was so mad at him. C could, you, could you imagine being there for the job assignments? Was anybody besides me ever last pick? <laughs> I, I would be, uh, we're down to the dung gate. Um, Malchiah. Malchiah, come here. You got the dung gate, buddy. Boy, that, was, that job stunk, didn't it? I mean, I mean let's, let's just be it. But each one, as you go down through here, all the way down through chapter 3, you find where they repaired, they repaired, they repaired. Didn't say they built a new wall. The wall wasn't the problem. It was maintenance. It was maintenance. Just like you got to do maintenance on your car, or you're supposed to do maintenance on your car. We're driving a car provided for us by the ministry to travel around the country in, so we have to do maintenance on it. We're getting the oil changed real often in that car. Um, since September, we've put 26,000 miles on that car. Um, I don't know what you're going to do about it. I I'm driving down the road. I used to be concerned when I'm in my truck, and now, Brother Paul, I'm in the ranch vehicle, and I'm like, Putting the miles on it. It's not a problem. But you know what? You know what will make it last longer is to do maintenance. Do maintenance. This one repaired and that one repaired and this one repaired and that one repaired. It wasn't a new wall that was needed. The old wall just needed to be repaired. There were some things that needed to be fixed. They took the gates, put the gates back on. They picked up the doors. They put the doors back on. They did the, they did the repairs to the wall. Listen, the need, folks, listen to me. Preachers, listen to me. The need is not something new. The need is some repairs, some repairs. We don't need anything new because there's nothing new in here. There's nothing new in here. And I promise you, these guys that think they're finding something new in here, they're not finding anything new. Well, I used to think that meant this, but now I believe it means, no, it, th listen, I love it when somebody says something like this. I think what the word of God's trying to say here. This isn't trying to say anything. This says exactly what it means, and what you read is exactly what it means. We say we're Bible believers, but then we read a verse in the Bible, and we say, well, I don't think that's really what that means. You know what happens a lot of times? We're trying to, we're trying to skirt the issue. We're trying to make it a little softer. I've never noticed this book to be soft, but I have noticed this is what I need right here. I need this book. I don't think I, it wasn't a need for new walls. There was a need for repair. There was a need for repair. I think that's what we need to realize in our in our day to day. The old past still works. The old I will say that one more time. The old path still works. The old way still works. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but there's so many new there there is new things out there. I I, I made a list of new things that's going on at the ranch since I've been gone. LED lights. They have taken the fluorescent lights out. Brother Paul, they've taken the fluorescent, the T8s and some T12s, which are in the Bible. And they've put in LED lights. Brother Rick, since I've been gone, they've put in LED modern lights. There's TV monitors in the auditorium. Oh, they're in there. I walked in church the other night. We just got back in town, walked in church, and all of a sudden the announcements started coming up on the screen. <laughs> Brother Carter, I was like, what are they doing? What is going on here? And so I stood in just amazement. 
It was so awesome. I thought, man, I wish I'd have thought. There's been so many things the last six months I thought, I wish I'd have thought of that. I wish I'd have thought of that. August 29th, anniversary Sunday when I resigned, I told them, I said, today is out with the old, in with the new. Way I felt about it. Get rid of the old guy, get the new guy in. So many changes. TV monitors. They're laying floor tile in the fellowship hall. They've painted the walls. Paint. We used to have wood on there. What was wrong with the paneling? Yeah. It's happening. Mm -hmm. Oh, they took out the old ceiling tiles that were like this. <laughs> These go upward. <laughs> Ours went downward. <laughs> they put new ones. They're flat now. They're flat now. A lot of changing going on. Yeah. Oh, the, you know what they did the other day? Down at the cabins of hope that we have, they put in new lateral lines. <laughs> new lateral lines. What's that tell you? <laughs> What's that tell you? <laughs> They put new sealer on the asphalt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what else they're doing? This is this one, Brother Paul, this one really bothers me. And you'll understand this one because you're you're in the music. You're a great song leader. They're singing all the verses to the songs now. <laughs> I used to do just like first and last because I couldn't wait to hear me preach. <laughs> they're singing all Brother Dale, they're singing all the verses. And so therefore, I stand there and I sing the first and second and the fourth verse. I'm going, never sang those verses. So I'm having to get a book now. We still have the books. Thank the Lord for that. I don't know when that's going to be gone. but You know what? That stuff doesn't bother me. It's when this starts getting changed. And this is not changing. We start changing what we think this says. Or we start coming up with a new idea. Or some young guy right out of college thinks he's found something in here. I found something nobody else has ever seen before. And I look at the old preachers that have gone on to heaven, and I'm thinking if they didn't find it, it ain't in there. It ain't in there. I'm telling you, we don't, listen, we don't need anything new. Nehemiah wasn't getting a group together to go build new walls, different walls. He was taking the same stuff and putting it back up. He was repairing the walls. But even during that, you know what happens a lot of times? We'll go to take a stand and we'll want to do what God wants us to do, but criticism comes. And I, I'm right there with you a lot of times. I don't like criticism. Um, I don't respond well to it. Um, where you should, when people do that, you should just say, well, you just got to understand the way they are. No, no, no. I want to punch somebody. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, and, I, and I respond wrong. A guy told me the other day he's going to tweet me. I said, you can, but I'm probably going to hit you because I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so I, I don't know about all that stuff. But I'm telling you, it's not, it's not new walls that were needed yeah. to fix the problem. It was repairs that needed to be done. And we've got some repairs that need to be done, but it's not something new. Um, in closing, that's a lie. Just like for sake of time. For sake of time, I'm not going to read all. You are too. Yeah.
I don't intend to keep you long. There's a lot of them. I heard a preacher say the other day in a meeting, he said this, I just want you to know I'm going to be conscious of the time. He had that serious look on his face. And I thought, he just said absolutely nothing. <laughs> conscious of it. That means he knows what time it is. Hey, listen, all of us, not just preachers, but all of us, we need to get our heads out of the sand. Because we're buying into some of that stuff. And if this book hasn't changed, we don't need to change. It's going to have to be a team effort. It's going to have to be a team effort. I'm thankful. You said something a while ago about our circle or our, and, and I'll be honest with you, and I know what you meant by that. I'm not in a circle. I'm not in a camp. I'm not in a group. I believe the King James Bible. And I like being around other preachers that believe the King James Bible. And I don't mind, I don't mind if there's some that are just a little, little different than others. I don't mind that. There's some guys that are really strong. My dad used to say they're as strong as five rows of onions. They probably are. I don't mind that. We need a good balance. We need a good balance. I'm thankful for those pioneers. I'm thankful for those men of God that stood the test of time. And those that we have now that haven't passed on. I mean, they're close. But they haven't gone yet. But, but we're still around. Amen. Even though we're getting close. But it's going to be a team effort. It's going to take, we've got, we got to work together. We've got to work together. We have something worth fighting for. We have something worth standing for. The old path still works. The old way still works. Well, it doesn't work to knock doors anymore. It doesn't if you don't knock them. Well, it doesn't work to pass out tracks anymore. I said something about that in the church. A lady came up to me afterwards and she goes, did you know sometimes they throw those in the trash? And I can, I know you don't know this, but I can be sarcastic sometimes. I know, I know you don't know me that well, so you don't know that I can do that. And so as soon as she said it, I went, no, are you kidding me? And I said something about that in the next service I was in. A guy came up to me. He said, you know, I just had a missionary in my church. For 35 years, he's been on the mission field. And he said he found a gospel track in a trash can. And that's how he got saved. I thought, man, if I could remember where that lady is, I'd like to go back and tell her about that. I'd like to just get right in her face and let me tell you something. Huh? Hey, the old way still works. The old ways still work. I'm not against technology. I'm not against the new thing. I'm not against the screens. I'm not against those things. But when we start doing things contrary to this, that's where I'm going to draw the line. That's where I'm going to draw the line. I'm not against the thing. It's great. I don't have Facebook because I don't know how to do Facebook. I don't have Twitter because I don't want to be tweeted. There's just something about that. I don't know. There's just something about that. When a man came up to me and said, I can tweet you, I'm thinking, no, you cannot. I don't know. I don't have Instagram. We have instant oatmeal. We eat that. I just don't. Do whatever you want to do. I understand there's good things about it, but you better be careful. You better be careful. I'm telling you, weren't, listen, weren't we a lot less stressed when we didn't know everything about everybody? Didn't we have a lot less stress in our life when we didn't know everything about everybody? Nowadays, I'm telling you, some preachers can't belch without posting it. They can't. I mean, it's, it's, and then they text, they text in Facebook. They send you a text and it's like they're posting something on Facebook. I'll get a text sometimes and it'll be from a preacher. He'll say something like this. We ate at El Chico today. And that's it. He wasted a whole text to send me to tell me he ate at El Chico. Number one, I don't care. 
We arrived where we're going today. Awesome. We did too. We did. We. I'm not against technology. I'm not against a lot of these new things that are coming along, but I am against the new ideas that go against this book. And I'm against the new ideas that are drummed up and tried to make people think they come from this book when they don't come from this book. The old way still works. The old way still works. We need, some, we need to get together. It's going to take more people to get it done. We're not fighting a losing battle. Uh, we're not fighting. We're, we're not fighting, period. We need to get to fighting the battle. Our fundamentals of the faith, this King James Bible, the old-fashioned way, it's worth fighting for. It's worth fighting for. And a neutral vote is a negative vote. Well, I'm just going to stay neutral. Then you're, you're, you're casting a negative vote. It's not time to stay neutral. Put your, put, park your car on a hill and put it in neutral. See what happens. It's not going to turn out good. We don't need to be neutral. We need to be in drive. We need to be in drive doing what God wants us to do. And I'm hurrying. I'm hurrying. Some of you are getting antsy. Some of you are thinking dessert. Some of you are wondering what the score is right now. I find in the book of Nehemiah, change is not what's needed. Stickability. Hard work. That's what's needed. Listen to what happened. Listen to what happened in um, chapter 4, verse 1. But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a, in the, in a day? Will they revive the stones out of, out of the heaps of the rubble which are, are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was, with, was by him, and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall break down their stone wall. Oh, you're going to hear a lot of criticism. You're going to hear a lot of things said. Be careful not to listen. Just don't listen to it. Be careful what you let come in your ears. Don't worry about Don't worry about I mean, we know what we think of the people that are saying that. Why don't we worry about what they say? Well, it's easy. I struggle sometimes when you hear criticism. You want to lash out. You want to lash back. But when we do, we're just like them. Don't worry about it. Let the Lord, the Lord can take care of it. The Lord can handle it. Well, I can handle it better. I don't think he can. I don't think he can. I think he'll do the best job. He said in verse 4, Hear, O our Lord, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head, and give them for a prey into the land of captivity. You know what Nehemiah did? When he heard the criticism, when they came and, you know what he did? He just turned it over to the Lord. He just gave it to the Lord and let the Lord take care of it. And the Lord did take care of it. Chapter 6, verse 15. I really have cut some of this out for you tonight. Somebody say amen. The more you amen, the faster I preach. So the wall was finished in the 20 and 5th day of the month Elu in, the fifth, in 50 and 2 days. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our Lord. 
Let me just tell you something. There's, there's some going a bad direction today. There's some going a wrong direction. But in the end, the Lord will take care of all that. We've got to keep doing what we know we're supposed to be doing. I think sometimes we spend too much time worrying about what everybody else is doing when we need to be worried about what we're doing. My grandma used to say something about, like, keep your nose in your own business. I think that was good. Grandma, grandma knew what she was talking about. I think sometimes our own business is getting neglected because we're trying to worry about everybody else's business. Maybe we should look at our own business and take care of our own business. Genesis chapter 26, verse 16. Isaac redug the wells that his father Abraham had dug. The, the enemy had poisoned them. The enemy had put stuff in them. He didn't dig new wells. He redug the old wells. You know why? Because the water was still good. The water was still good. That was good water. It just got polluted with some things. It just needed some maintenance. Just needed some maintenance. And then, lastly, I thought about in Luke chapter 15, the story of the prodigal son. I love the story. The prodigal got tired of the rules, got tired of being told what to do, got tired of the old way his dad was making him live. And he said, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go do what I want to do. He left. The Bible says, you know the story. Went out, wasted his substance and riotous living. When he came to himself, he said, I'm going back. You know what we need to do? We need to leave a place for him to come back to. Because here's what's going to happen. They're either coming back because what they're going to is so shallow. Some of them are smart enough, and I said some of them. Some of them are smart enough to see through it one day. Some will be back. Some, Brother Carter, will never return. Some will be casualties and be disqualified from the ministry because they're going down roads they shouldn't be going down. I'm so thankful, and I promise you the prodigal was so thankful that when he left to go out in that wicked life of sin, his dad didn't say, you know, there's just too many bad memories here. I think I'll sell the farm. Had his dad sold the farm and moved off and gone another way, there would have been no place for the prodigal to come back to. Some will be back. Some will be back. We need to, we need to toe the line. We need to keep on keeping on. They need something to come back to. Some will never get back. And some will be casualties. Some will mess their lives up. Because when you get away from this, when you get away from this, it's not going to be good in our life. It won't be good in our life. The old way, the old walls, the old wells, they're still good. They're still good. May need some maintenance. May need some repairs. I, this old body needs some maintenance and repairs. Yeah, according to my doctor, what does he know? I'm looking for a 400-pound doctor, if anybody sees one. <laughs> Let me know. I don't care what I go to him for, everything I go to him for, if it's an ingrown toenail, he says, you need to lose some weight. 
Doc, I've been having this stinging in my eye right here. You need to lose some weight. I'm looking for one that can't say that. This old body needs repairs and needs maintenance. And the walls needed repaired and maintenance. But the old way. Brother Eric, the old paths. And the, do, do you remember? I told you I was done, didn't I? Do you remember the battle at Jericho? When they started marching around the walls once a day for six days on the seventh day seven times? Do you know after they marched around it one time, Brother Paul, they left a mark. That's a track around those walls. That second day, it was easier to walk. That third day, it was easier to walk. The more they walked, the better. Hey, listen, there's some great men of God that's walked the path already. I'm not blazing a trail. I'm not. I'm following a path. I'm following a path that great men of God have already walked down. And you know what? It's not that hard walking. It's, it's not that hard to walk that path. No, it's not. It's not. The old path is still good. The old ways are still good. We just got to stick to the old ways. I just wanted to challenge you tonight. Stick with the old ways. I'm thankful. And I understand if you come to this meeting, you come to these fellowship meetings, you're still involved in the old time way. And I'm thankful for that. But there's others out there that are struggling. There's others out there that are dabbling in the new things and the new ways and, and new books old time way still works we've got to keep on keeping on they got to have some place to come back to amen let's all stand brother eric i'll turn the service to you